Welcome to Remodel Your Life. We are shining the light on women working in the trades and remodeling their life into something better. Join a female cabinet maker in California in bringing together kitchen remodeling and working with your hands for a living. Welcome your host, Camille Finan. Hey ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. I have an awesome guest. She's got tons of energy. Amanda Giuliano, she is the um the owner and the founder of Tradeswomen of Instagram Instagram account. She's also an incredible kitchen designer and we both love kitchens, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. But today, I just sort of wanted to introduce you to her and um we're going to talk a little bit about her account. So, thanks so much Amanda for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So you're all the way on the East Coast and I'm all the way on, out in California. Yes. Um, but we both have a shared goal, which is to get as many women as we can into the construction and skilled trades. And so, you know, kind of give us a little bit of your background as a kitchen designer and sort of, you know, what you do for a living right now. Well, um, I'm a kitchen and bath designer and interior designer for Nicolette's for the Home in South Hold, New York. We have two locations. Our uh, main location is Massapequa, New York, um, and then the design studio is in Southhold, where I am located. And um, I've been in the industry for 10 years, and um, I did go to school for this. This was after my first attempt at my career in aviation, which we can get into at another time. Mm, that sounds <laughs> um, good. <laughs> yeah. So um, I went back to school to a two-year school and got an AAS in interior design. And then uh, one of my first jobs in the industry was uh, working for Lowe's Home Improvement Center. And I was their uh, interior um, project specialist and um, then moved to Riverhead Building Supply, got recruited for custom millwork and um, and then kind of landed where I am now. So uh I spent several years at each of those locations, um, and they had their purpose <laughs> when they needed them, but that's kind of a gist of how I got started. Um, and then as far as, um, the trades are concerned, I actually started painting for a interior and exterior, um, residential and commercial painting contractor. I started when I was 16 and worked with him until I was about 23. So, um, and then I did it on my own for a little bit as well. So uh, that was my summer job and side jobs um, when I came back from college. And I made really good money. <laughs> yes, they do. Painters make fantastic yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And when I was 16, it was like the um, when all like the McMansions were getting built, like when all the sod farms were getting bought over on Long Island. So like everybody wanted faux finishing. That was like the thing. And that was actually something I happened to be like really good at it. So um Oh, it it awesome. also just worked out. Yeah. So we'll have yeah. to get into that with our future. We're going to do a future episode, you guys, where we really get into talking about kitchens, her and I. So I'll have to bring that up because I have, I love faux finishing, but I'm, that's not like my specialty. Um, it is with cabinets, but not like on walls and stuff. So that'll be a fun, um, you know, that'll be a fun thing to talk about. 
So where did you sort of get, I get where you got your background, this passion to be in the trades and you saw it as, you know, very financially lucrative, but how did you decide to, um, you know, start this very successful tradeswomen of IG account? Like what made you do that and really try to pull other women in, not just sort of for your own personal account? Well, for me, it was, um, it was being on the job sites, um, starting out because, you know, so my dad's a, he's a, or was, he's actually my contractor now, (laughs) but, um, my dad was a master electrician for 40 years. And, uh, but he was kind of a jack of all trades, kind of knew how to do everything. And, I was the quote unquote son he never had because he only has girls. And I was always my dad's right hand person. So when I went to school for aviation, it wasn't outlandish for me to be a female among a majority of men. It never really occurred to me, to be quite honest. And um, then when I chose the design career, um, I wasn't expecting going on the job site and getting pushed back like I did. Um, which was actually very difficult for me because I did not have a thick skin in the beginning. Mm. Um, and just basically being berated by males on the job site, uh, mostly contractors who wouldn't take the time to explain things. And, you know, when you're a rookie, you fuck up a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. you can do like like designing a kitchen. People think anyone can be a kitchen designer, and it's truly not that simple. I studied kitchen and bath design when I was in college and it still didn't prepare me for all the ins and outs that you just basically learn over time in the field. Yep. Mistake after mistake after mistake. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that, and if you learn from it, you can be a Mm -hmm. really good fucking designer. Or if you don't learn, you're just a turn them and burn them kind of like you are the epitome of no offense to Home Depot and Lowe's, but the kitchen and bath designers that work there because they don't give a shit. So, um, I really tried hard. Now, I do have a big construction background because of my father and did have a really good understanding. Even when I was in college, like I breezed through the construction, the basic construction classes Mm -hmm. because I just was a little bit more prepared. So when I saw things that I knew were probably not right being done, I still felt very awkward, challenging Mm -hmm. because I was a rookie. Yeah. And just the communication was just off. Um, I can't tell you how many times I left the job site in tears and it was a constant thing. And then when social media began, um, I noticed in my little groups, cause I'm not sure if you have them, but I have like little pods of like group chats mm-hmm. on uh, Instagram. Yeah. So I have one that was like a big chunk of uh, women and the same thing was kept happening. Everyone was like, you know, whatever trade they were. Some were construction, some like had their own construction companies. Um, some were just, um, subs, um, some were designers. And the same thing was that they were being kind of, um, stepped all over on the job site because they were female Mm -hmm. and a lot of men dismissed them for their skill set. Um, and, uh, it was really eye opening that it was that challenging for women across the market, no matter where they were, Canada, US, mm-hmm. etc. And I was like, well, something has to be done to normalize women being in the trades or in the field. And we have to do something about how communication works. Now, I'm not saying me- other men don't experience this from their own counterparts or their own peers. We all know that journeymen tend to get <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chewed out a little bit mm-hmm. on the job site and um, can go through their own uh, sort of process. Coincidentally, at the time I was starting trades on of Instagram, 
Um, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Ellie the Apprentice on Instagram. Mm -hmm. She's from Canada, originally Australia. But she's a journalist or started her career as a journalist and then flipped to being in the trades. And she was documenting, because of her journalist background, Mm -hmm. very well, um, her experience being a journeyman, well, an apprentice, and going through that whole process. And it was such an incredible raw insight. And she's still super active. She's no longer, though, an apprentice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And she's graduated from that. And um, she was experiencing publicly the same shit that we all kind of experienced. And so we know that the labor industry has a shortage right now. So, like, clearly, who's going to step up? So it the the natural thing for me is to just let women know like this is a valid career mm-hmm. this is something that you don't you don't realize you might be super gifted at like i had no idea millwork was going to be my jam oh. i thought it was going to be like fabrics mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know like something else but like and the the love i have for millwork is like yeah I, I can't even describe there's it. There's so much variety. There's so much. Yes. Texture. There's so much. Yes. Can, yes. I know. It's so creative. And most I love people, the complexity of it. Yes. Too. Most people just don't. If you never get any experience to to do it, like you don't realize how good women are at it. They're fantastic at it. Yes. Like I like the amount of female welders that just blow my mind. Mm-hmm. And you know what it is? And this is like and like this is not um a biased thing from men to women. There are just certain things that women are just much more detail oriented and um and um pay attention to more than than men do. And mm-hmm. it's and it's not about like women being superior. It's about women just it's how women and men think differently and how they break problems down. So trades are literally built around solving problems. Yeah. And so women tend to be really good problem solvers in general. So, um, and good crafters and they're good with working with their hands. So I wanted women to get exposed to the trades in a healthy way. I wanted to help rework how men viewed having women in the trades and that comes down to how to hire them how to speak with a counterpart that's working side by side um you know right now a lot of the women that are in the trades uh language could be a lot better Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's between them and so it's like how do you establish that so a platform was the best way to connect women let them know you're not alone if you are in the trades and if you're going through some shit let it out. We'll figure it out. Um, and the biggest thing was for me in the beginning was actually normalizing women as a valid role in the tool industry versus showing the, um, and I know you have blonde hair. So no, like, but I know what you mean. No, I, pink, like, pink candles and pink hammers and just useless yeah. tools that don't do shit. Yeah, no, I know yeah. exactly what yeah. you're talking about. Like the blonde hair in the ponytail and her little plaid shirt yes. and her pink white fence while she's got yeah. her pink weed whacker. Like, no. Yes, just <laughs> fake fake versions of what actually happens for the women doing the actual real work. I totally understand. Yeah. And like, 
how to even design an ergonomically like well-designed female tool. Like Mm -hmm. that sounds crazy, but if we want women to come in the industry and they have a nailer, like even just like a roofing gun, like that is 800 million pounds. Women's forearms are ergonomically built different than men's. So if we want to hire women, then how do, how do we Mm -hmm. teach them how to hold so they don't actually injure themselves? Like, you know, and so like, the biggest thing for me in the beginning of starting trades on Instagram was Makita tools because we know Makita tools has Makita, Miss Makita. And it was actually like one of my biggest like peeves. And I can't tell you how many online arguments I got. In with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, um, and I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but she's like one of the scientists from like dirty jobs and or something like that. Not dirty jobs. Um, oh my God. I'm totally brain farting. Anyway, it was the year that we were campaigning to get Miss Makita down and get that shit sort of like eradicated. She came in, but obviously had a stronger follower group Mm -hmm. and made some improvements. And that, that following year, um, or that year was the last year of Miss Makita and Miss Makita no longer exists. And Makita got their shit together, but never acknowledged it. But I'm happy there's no more Miss Makita. Mm-hmm. And um, just there doesn't like there needs to be just like real women, real tools sort of mm-hmm. campaign. So that's the whole premise of tradeswomen of Instagram. It's connecting, it's empowering, it's educating, it's letting people know where trade schools are, how you join. Um, mm-hmm. But now, fast forward three years later, now it's like, okay, so we've gotten all this information out there. So how do we now keep women employed? Because mm-hmm. there's going through trade school, there's graduating, and then going through your apprenticeship, and then trying not to quit. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we're gonna and this- we're gonna do a whole series on like how do you get a job and how do you get yeah. So we're gonna do that on the show as well because I totally agree. That's the whole thing. If they're if they don't know how to make money and they don't realize just how much money you can actually make, yeah, then it's all for naught, right? And so yeah. I totally agree. Like giving them those actual resources. Um, we'll have you back on for, <laughs> to yeah. talk about that. Yeah. I feel very similarly the same. Like it's not about just being there. It's about thriving and Correct. building huge companies so that you have women in charge of these things and not just women that own them because they married into it or their husband owns it Correct. or like they physically worked their way up and they know how to hire the correct people. That's how you really get more women physically doing the work and really understanding the complexities, right? So Absolutely. I love that you guys are going to be doing that. Now, do you guys have like a resource list or something that you're trying, cause we're sort of working on that in our way, but do you guys have like a resource? So list we have or a tab on our Instagram called, um, Sunday school. Mm-hmm. And on Sundays, Tasha, um, who has been, um, she's natural carpentry on Instagram. Um, she has been posting, uh, different trade schools around the U S and Canada, so, um, which obviously we predominantly focus on because we're U.S. and Canadian-based um, uh, Instagram page. So, um, Natasha is our one of our ambassadors, and she's from Canada. So, um, we really just kind of we do focus right now primarily on the on the North America because we can it's easy for us to access, but mm-hmm. we will be expanding obviously elsewhere. Yeah. So there is a stories tab where you can go and see all the stories and information that we've posted for different schools. Um, and we'll have that. And then this year we should be launching our website, um, mm. which will have that information as well. Um, and, uh, that'll be a super helpful tool to people. And I know there are a few females in, um, I've actually spoken to on Instagram, kind of all over 
um, who are working on creating a female contractor database based on location, mm-hmm. like geographical location. So yeah. if that could get up and running, I think that'd be awesome. That's so. yeah. And we're, I'm doing the same thing actually. So I love that we're all sort of rising up in our individual yeah. ways and sort of bringing, you know, with what we have, the resources we have, we're all sort of trying to do the same thing and get this number from, you know, 3% on the job site to like 50% on the job site. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. For women in the trades. Um, Cause it's a huge economic opportunity for women. I don't think they even realize like they have a huge competitive advantage because like when I was bidding jobs, like I got almost every single job I bid. Not only was I a good cabinet maker, but having another woman in the house gave me preferential treatment against other cabinet makers, right? Like if she could choose between two perfectly good companies. So I don't think women really understand the competitive advantage they have. You, you know, your shit. So because you also know your Mm -hmm. shit, it's easier for you to sell yourself to not only the female, mm -hmm. but the male counterpart. Yeah. It was easy to like counter his reticence. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's just, there's just so much that's going to happen in the next 20 years. So I'm, and I'm just so glad that we're all sort of doing this together in our own little individual ways and, you know, and yeah, it's just, it's awesome. We're all kind of working for the same thing basically. Yeah. Um, So what are some of the, I know you have some big goals coming up for, um, T-W-O-I-G (laughs) this year. (laughs) What are like two or three of the big things that you have outside of the new website? Okay. So, uh, we have officially become a, um, uh, a charity. So Mm -hmm. that's, uh, a not-for-profit. Um, well, technically we've got a not-for-profit and for-profit, but they, they both have their, their differences when they're needed. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, we are opening at the end of this month. Um, I believe right by IVS, we are rolling out a, um, online merch shop. So Mm -hmm. that'll be for tradeswomen apparel. Um, which is going to be really exciting for us because um, any of the proceeds that we get is actually going to go directly back into our um, not-for-profit in terms of um, it allow us to help create programs, start doing fundraisers, and um, actually donating to different trade schools. Uh, So really our goal is to help, let's say, um, any woman who's looking to go into the trades, maybe it's a career change for her, maybe she's a single mom and is not financially in the position to buy her own tools. So rather than buy some BS tools, it'd be great to have the ability to afford to pay, to give an apprentice a really great set of tools um, that they don't have to pay for to get themselves like kind of one up to start. So um, that's uh, something we have. Obviously we have the website Mm -hmm. um, and then this um, IBS, which is the international builder show in Vegas um, Natasha will be speaking since I won't be flying out there since mm-hmm. I'll be almost six months pregnant. But um, Natasha will be um, she'll be moderating a panel, which I'm very excited about, and it's near and dear to my heart and hers, um, which is uh, in regards to kind of women in the trades and the struggles and all of that um, great stuff. So um, that's kind of the stuff we have in the pipeline right now, um, and. We have a few events that we're looking to do in fall of 2020. Mm. So um, it's just, it's a lot. So. Yeah, that is a lot. And you're working full time. <laughs> I work full time. I don't pregnant. I don't know. Yes. That's awesome. Well, we, uh-huh. we certainly, su- you know, support everything you're doing and, and love to just share your story. And I think it's great. I think this is just a whole new 
there's a whole new thing that's going to break open in this industry in the next few years. So, um, yeah, I'm just so glad you came on the show and shared your story and just all the hard work you're doing for all these women. I Thank just think you it's so much. fabulous. So and we're going to, one of these days, we're going to have a cocktail together. <laughs> Hell <laughs> and, yeah. And come, re- come June. And really celebrate. You'll be ready to yes. pop. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing sort of your background and what's going on with the account and all the amazing things that are coming up. And then in a month or so, ladies, you can listen back for Amanda and I going head to head about all things kitchen design and everything we love and hate about kitchen remodeling. (laughs) So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a pleasure. Um, And uh, I know you had to make time in your Californian schedule to accommodate my New York self. So I really do appreciate it. It was a blast. No worries. for listening to remodel your life i sure have enjoyed being with you today and if you really like our show we'd love it if you would subscribe through itunes you can always send us feedback through email at camille at remodelyourlifepodcast.com and i'll see you next week thank you for listening to the remodel your life podcast This episode has ended, but your remodeling journey can continue. Head over to RemodelYourLifePodcast.com to access all the resources, tools, and links mentioned in this episode. Until next time, get your hands dirty and create the life you want from the foundation up. And thanks again to Blue Apron. I just love cooking with them and so appreciate their support of my show. (laughs) 